today's the day right here in the meat aisle. The meat aisle is the sanctioned aisle. <laughs> this is an anointed aisle. Okay. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Woman <laughs> Podcast. My name's Katie, and we've got Nikita. Hi. Have hey, we done? Nikita. We've done both of Yeah. Our first episode was both of us. Yeah, it was. So Nikita's helping host a lot of these now. You'll hear both of us back and forth throughout the season. And then we've got friends with us today. Hey, friends. Angela Cruci. Hello. It's me. It's you. And Anna Darnell. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and y'all are going to get to know these ladies. They are fun people that we love. Um, but the reason that they're here is because... We admire them greatly for just the way that they live their life for Jesus and the way that they are always teaching people. We'll get into that in a more deeper way. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that was terrible. Okay, why don't y'all introduce yourselves? Tell us what stage of life you're in. What do you do? How do you do it? Wow. That's, mm. yeah. How long do we have? <laughs> Briefly. Mm. So briefly. My name is Angela Cruzy. Hello. Yes, Thanks hello. for having me. Yes, hello. Uh, Aaron and I are on staff with New Life. We've been here since 2009. Mm -hmm. We moved here for the church. We love Arkansas. Um, I have four children. They are ages eight, five, four, and one. Wow. So it's wow. a wild party at our house. We're living at We Homeschool. Yeah. So that's, you know. Yeah. Wild. It's a wild time yes, at our house. Uh, in my spare time, I'm a nurse. Yeah, and so that's right. <laughs> so that. I um, have actually been volunteering at Life Choices, and I'm loving that. Yes, just getting to help and partner with them and what they're doing. They're doing some incredible work there. So yeah. we do we do a few things. Yeah, what do you do at Life so Choices? Cool. Um, right now, I'm training on ultrasounds, um, but we're getting into the telehealth world, and so I'm really excited about being able to partner with them in that. Yeah. So, yeah, they just do a lot of really amazing things. So New Life is coming more and more alongside partnering with them in that. Yes. So I love, I love that. that. I love that. I love that. Cool. And then we have Anna. It's my turn. It's your turn. turn. It's you. Want to be Angela when I grow up? What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe I'm older than you. Sure. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, good. Couldn't be. I also homeschool my children. Just two of them, because we're underachievers in our friend group. <laughs> <laughs> not four. Mm. Not six. Genuinely, you don't, everyone you don't that have is to close get to us large has four or more children. But you always have people living nice with you, so that counts. It that's counts. Adopt grown people. That's right. That's, what we <laughs> that's acceptable. It's yes. much better. Um, that sounds terrible. Forgive me. <laughs> oh, gosh. It it's so, okay. two daughters. They're 11 and 14. Uh, different as they can be, but fantastic in their own ways. I also homeschool them somehow. We have survived these years. Yes. Um, great. Used to do nursing things. Wow. with Angela, but... You um, guys. So if I drop dead right now, you both can handle this. Can I feel very confident. I feel confident. They will make sure you won't. Nikita, you go get the AED. AED. You know where that is? I, anyway, um, <laughs> what else do I do? So I work for a nonprofit organization called Perspectives. I have too many hats currently, but my main one is chief training officer. And what is Perspectives? Tell what the people. What is Perspectives? Perspectives is a discipleship course, a pretty in-depth discipleship course that talks about God's global purpose and how we as believers have a role to play within that. That's the really short version. I'd love to tell you more about the long version sometimes. Find okay. me in the foyer. 
Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so today the topic at hand is really, we, we tried to encapsulate it, but essentially how to have intentional spiritual conversations with the people in our world. Yes. Because mm-hmm. each of us, if you're listening, there's a pretty good likelihood that you are a Christ follower. And what do we do with that? What do we yeah, do with yeah. that in our world? It could be that you're a stay-at-home mama or you are a teacher or you are in a business world and sit and share an office with somebody. And we cross paths with tons of people throughout the lifetime. Throughout the lifetime. Yeah. Um, and how are we representing Jesus to them? Are we having spiritual conversations yeah. with them? Um, and I was just telling this group of ladies uh, a couple of, I don't know, early in the summer I found myself – in a moment where I was talking with a woman who has never once stepped foot in church and never once owned a Bible, like totally has no concept of Christianity at all. And she was interested and I was trying to, honestly, I was trying to share the gospel with her, but I like kept talking about things that were really church words that I felt like needed a definition behind them. Sure. And so it's like I just stumbled around and I was like, yes. it sounded a lot like that. Yep. And yep. when I left, I was like, okay, I, which by the way, she's being discipled now by a wonderful other lady in our church yes. who has more, awesome. you know, and she's going through a discipleship book Love and it. she's going to follow Jesus and Love it. all of that. But yes. I was just so ill-equipped in that moment Mm -hmm. like I think my world is church world so I'm so used to having spiritual conversations in the context of church absolutely so it's like yo if you come up to me I can pray with you I can encourage you with the scripture I can give you advice I can connect you with someone who's walked through that but if we're running into each other in the meat aisle at Sam's Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I can talk to you if you don't know you know? Yes, absolutely. So yeah. that's what we're talking about today. So Angela's going to help set this up. Angela and her husband, Aaron, live this out. They're amazing. And a- Angela has a, uh, what do we call it? What, uh, do, I, what do I call it? I have handout. lots of things. Oh, a yeah. Yep. She, she has a resource that she literally uses to teach people this. So yep. anyways, Angela, why just help this conversation go along. Yeah. So what's really cool, we didn't know this, but we were set up perfectly by Matt Mosler on Sunday who shared about the Great Commission with all of us and reminded us, right, commissioned us that this is all of our role. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really easy to think, well, oh, the pastors will handle that or Mm -hmm. I'll just, you know, fumble my way through or I think too um you know one of the misconceptions is I'll just live it out and that's so important we need to be Mm -hmm. able to live it out but we also need to be able to have these spiritual conversations with people Mm -hmm. and present the full gospel message and so what I love about your story Katie is that you were willing right you saw it's not like you're like that's not for me that's not and and so I think that's in looking at the great commission that's step one is being willing and seeing the need for Mm -hmm. us to step into those conversations Mm -hmm. and then it's just getting into the practice of it and the good news about that is you know when we start doing something we're the worst at it that will be but we just continue to practice (laughs) right so when we go to the gym and we're like 
we have a game plan. We know exactly what we're going to do. We're just so much more confident. And so mm-hmm. that's what these resources will be today. We're yeah, going to yeah. include the link to yeah. um, the file that I share with people. There's two different ways to share the gospel. But back to that Great Commission. So the end of Matthew, Jesus is leaving his disciples and he says to us, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, right? Mm-hmm. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we think of, I know a lot of people, we think of that go and it's like global missions. That's when we're going on a trip, we get prepared and we leave Mm -hmm. and then we're on mission. And that's Mm -hmm. hugely important. Anna and I both have a heart for that. We have been all over the world. We love mission trips. I mean, perspectives, all about that. It's so important. It's a need. But if you look at the Greek translation of the Great Commission, if when you look at that word go, it Mm -hmm. actually means as you go along. Mm, So this is us in our daily lives. As we go along, Mm -hmm. we're making disciples. We're being willing to have conversations. Mm -hmm. I'm always, I tell you every single conversation, we had an HVAC guy in our house last week and I'm looking for opportunities. How can I swing this to a spiritual conversation? It's always on my heart and mind. And so I think if we would just be more in a place where we're just willing to be about our father's business in this area, Mm -hmm. I think that's what Mm -hmm. our call is. Mm -hmm. And then we'll kind of get into the equipping. Right. Okay. So I know you and I were even talking about recently, it's like, you have a conversation on a plane. You had a conversation in the Starbucks. You have, yeah. You know, yep. what does that look like when you are trying to engage someone like, yep. are you like, hey, are you a Christian? That's right. Yeah. I just walk up and I say, <laughs> sit down. I got to tell you something right this minute. And it goes really well. It goes super well. And then I say, raise your hand if you want to. And they right there in the airplane. Let me tell airplane. you about Jesus. They raise, that's it. That's it. That's how it's it really goes. Good. It's very natural. Very it's natural. Very organic. Right. Uh, no. no <laughs> it's honestly, it's it's conversation with people. Mm-hmm. It's being willing to walk across the room and have conversations with mm-hmm. people, asking good questions, getting to know people. Um, and then what we describe as swinging it to the spiritual. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different ways. My One of my favorite questions is, do you go to church anywhere? Have you found a good church home here in Conway, there in Greenbrier, there in Cabot? Um, and that's really how I'll kind of swing that, mm-hmm. that conversation to mm-hmm. the spiritual. And what if they're like, I hate church? Yeah, then I, I usually ask about their upbringing. Mm-hmm. Was church a part? Was faith a part of your mm-hmm. life when you were young? Was church a part mm-hmm. of? Um, and then getting into, but but we're still in the spiritual realm mm-hmm. of conversation, right? So mm-hmm. it's really easy at that point to mm-hmm. then get into, what's your understanding of God? Mm-hmm. What's your understanding of heaven? Mm-hmm. What does it take to get there? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. One of the things that one of my coworkers at Children said to me is, I want to talk about this and no one is talking to me about this. And oh, that wow. was so eye-opening to me because we're spiritual beings. People want to be having these conversations if we would just be willing to step in. Sometimes they're uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally. I I have empathy. I'm a high empath. I want people to me like, too. I'm constantly feeling out like, are you uncomfortable? Is this okay? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, Charles Spurgeon said no one has ever been changed by the gospel message until they've been made uncomfortable by the gospel mm-hmm. message. And so mm-hmm. we're asked to partner in that and being his ambassadors. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. That's helpful. Well, when I think that kind of gives me a question, you say you have to be uncomfortable, comfortable with being uncomfortable, but what what do you say to a person who may be afraid or feel inadequate to 
um, share the gospel with someone. So, Anna, I'm going to ask you that. Like, what would you say um, to someone who's like, I don't feel confident in doing this? Like, Mm -hmm. what if I say the wrong things? And what what if I misrepresent God? Right. Yeah. I I think a common fear people have is I'm going to mess this up for someone. Mm -hmm. I'm going to share the gospel. I'm going to do such a terrible job that they're like forever turned off from Mm -hmm. Jesus. And I would just encourage them that they don't have that much power. I love it. God calls us to obedience and to say truth. And we're not responsible for the outcome. So we can rest in that. Um, But the Holy Spirit can use, if he can speak through a donkey, that's it through you. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's a story in the Bible for some of our listeners who may not know. (laughs) It's so good. Just look up. Depending on the translation, I was trying to make it PG. I appreciate. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) King James. Look it up in the King James (laughs) for a good time. No, that's really good. I I love that. It's it takes the pressure off. Like we don't have that much power. Like that is, that's the Holy Spirit's job. After we have delivered the gospel, then Holy Spirit kind of. And you'll be amazed uh, so many times, whether it's sharing the gospel or testimony or teaching or something, and we're just like, oh, it's terrible. We're like picking it apart. And then hearing testimonies of how it impacted others, whether mm-hmm. it's an individual or years later, they're like, hey, when you said this that one time, mm-hmm. I didn't tell you that then, but it really impacted me in yes. this way and helped me in my faith journey or helped yes. me later make the decision mm-hmm. to say yes. And that is very much often my story. There are people who are gifted, like spiritually gifted in evangelism. But as Angela called out, we're all commanded to do it. And Mm -hmm. so we can practice. And so often it's been the case when I shared with people that they actually don't accept. And I'm like, okay, we did that again. But then years later, someone else does and they do. And I do believe that God primed them. He was starting to soften Mm -hmm. the soil of their hearts. And so even if I don't get to be the... Mm -hmm. I don't know, one that's like, yes, I led right. someone to the Lord today. Yeah. Yes. I can rest in my obedience knowing that I'm planting seeds. That's it. called to sow broadly and pray it lands on mm-hmm. fertile soil. And that's successful evangelism is just sharing the full gospel message. It's not even that someone in that moment, yeah. you know, gets down on their knees and has this moment like you share the gospel message and that's yeah. successful evangelism. So pressure is off at that point. You know, it's the Holy Spirit's job. Mm-hmm. I love that because I think most people probably think that it's, Sharing the gospel means I've led someone to the Lord. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so you guys kind of giving it that definition. I feel like even for me, who is sometimes apprehensive, like I'm really bad at small talk. And so I like to have really (laughs) deep conversations. And so I tend to avoid the like stranger that's standing over there unless the Holy Spirit's like pushing me. Yep. But it just, it's helpful for me to understand that like sharing the gospel is just that it's sharing the gospel the rest of it is the holy spirit's job yep mm-hmm. so i never feel the holy spirit more than in that moment when i'm being obedient to have a spiritual conversation and i leave that conversation going that was that's the purpose of which i'm still on earth for mm-hmm. i mean you really do there's nothing else that i do that i feel like i'm partnering more with what the lord is up to because it's the whole reason we were still left james dobson said something like if our purpose on earth was to get saved, the moment we got saved, he would pluck us up, right? But he leaves us here because we still have work to do in partnering with him. So That's so good. That's so good. I love that when you said, like, we're still here because we still have work to do. And even kind of going back to what you said about the Great Commission, um, how it's, what did you say, as we go? As we go along. Like, as we go along. 
And I really love that when you first talked about it, you said most people think that it means to, like, go out yep. to the nations and, like, go on a mission trip and, you know, have these spiritual experiences over there and share the gospel over there. But then you have to come back home, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so what does that look like? And I know that, Anna, you and Brian do a really great job of just um, – kind of fostering community among yes. um, international people who live here in the States, in Arkansas. And so can you kind of give us some points or some ideas on, yes, like when we go on the mission field, and I don't know how many of the listeners have been on one, but I know that when I've been on mission trips, it's really exciting. And I feel like I have this zeal and this mm -hmm. passion and I'm sharing the gospel yes. and I'm praying with strangers that I don't know. Yeah. But when I get back to the States, it's almost as if it's like sucked out of me yep. because, uh, there's just apprehension. There's mm -hmm. what people are going to think of me. And so kind of, what would you say to, um, someone who maybe has gone on a mission trip and had that zeal and passion and has come back and is, like, I don't know what to do. And then also maybe someone who hasn't been on a, a mission trip, but like, what if they have a coworker who's from another country who is, it's not a Christian country. Like, what would you say to them about having these spiritual conversations, sharing the gospel, things like that? Yeah. Like that was a couple questions. That was a couple. It was <laughs> just, you know, just figure out which one, figure out which one. Well, we'll I have answer. some recent you know, context for the going, and I'm back now, so, okay. so what? So a few weeks ago, I got to go with a bunch of youth from our church, including my oldest daughter, to Honduras. Mm -hmm. Wasn't initially going to be leading that trip, nope. but a series of unfortunate <laughs> events. <laughs> no, they were the Lord knew what he was doing. Yes. Uh, yes. As, yes. as often, I have no idea, and then here we go. But it actually, it was an amazing trip. The, the students just blew me away in the way they stepped up and stepped out and, mm -hmm. you know, spoke boldly and walked in faith and shared the gospel with strangers and prayed over people, shared their testimonies. And I think I was sharing with Katie, you know, I hope they, and I challenged them, how, what does this look like when you get back home? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you continue to engage? And it is easy when we're there and that's our sole focus and purpose. Um, I think some of the challenges when we come back, there is the fear side. We're in our own context. We're not just going to be on a plane and then, you know, never see these people again. There's a little mm -hmm. bit of freedom. And if I mess it up, they'll never see me <laughs> yeah. again. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if it's someone in your workplace or whatever, mm -hmm. or your school, that, that can be a little scarier. Um, but if you think about the things that you do to prepare for a trip, right, we met together and studied the word. They practiced their testimonies. They shared them with one another. And then people the body of Christ as a whole was praying for them the mm -hmm. entire week. They were intentional about their time in the Lord, encouraging one another and praying. And I think those things are still really important now. So good. Yeah. And yes. we tend to get, I think, honestly, busyness mm -hmm. and distraction are yes. the biggest enemies to the church in your own context. Yes. Mm -hmm. We easily fill our lives and our schedules with things that... Don't leave margin for relationship. And yep. oh, maybe wow. this will transition into the other question about inviting internationals. And clearly, as you study scripture, yes, wherever the Lord has you, as we go, we need to be sharing. But there's clear mandates throughout scripture that the global church, yes. the whole church, is responsible for the whole gospel going to the whole world. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's many places in the world that still have almost no gospel access, yep. right? They, there's not churches in their communities or mm -hmm. sometimes even in their nation where they could go hear the gospel if they wanted to, if someone doesn't share with them. And so, but the Lord has brought 
many people from those nations within our borders. Many of them are on your college campuses or in your workplace. Mm -hmm. And so we have a really unique opportunity as a body to reach people with the good news that may never otherwise have had that opportunity in their Mm -hmm. own setting. And many of them also are the best and brightest. You think about college students, they get to come here if they come from places that are typically impoverished. You know, the fact Mm -hmm. that they're here, either they're really, really intelligent and their country has like sponsored them or they come from families of influence. So again, obviously this is my soapbox. So I'll try to read it. No, (laughs) this is good. good. um, So, and you're in, you know, when you go to another country and everything's foreign and you don't know where the grocery store is, or you may mm-hmm. not have transportation, and you're used to a, you're used to a culture that highly values community, right? We're so individualistic mm-hmm. in the West, and mm-hmm. we kind of do our own things and hang out with our own people, and, mm-hmm. and, and we're busy, and so we don't make space. Um, we value efficiency often over relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, wow. And then a lot of them come from places that are the opposite. Yes. So when they have a, a Westerner, an American, that welcomes them, that says, hey, come into my home. Yep. Come eat with me. Mm-hmm. If you like food, I love food. I love ethnic food. They will cook for you. It's amazing. That's yeah. really the only reason Brian and I do. It's <laughs> 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 a lie. Whatever. No, <laughs> Super spiritual. But it's a, definitely a perk. Yes. But, yeah, I think that hospitality, honestly, whether they're foreigners or whether they're the lady you met at the grocery store mm-hmm. who's maybe a single mom or, you know, mm-hmm. has never stepped foot in a church, doesn't know what biblical community looks like mm-hmm. and the joy of that. Yeah. I really think it's something we should fight for and we should make priority for in our lives, even if that means cutting out other mm-hmm. good but busy things mm-hmm. that take up all our time. Yeah, that's so good. Well, and that's one of the things that when Angela was talking about, like, we were just discussing, like, having a conversation with a barista or somebody at the coffee shop. And it's like, in my mind, I'm like, but what if they're busy in the coffee shop? And what if the barista seems like they don't want to talk? And what if you have somewhere to go in 10 minutes and you have a meeting? And it's like, our minds are so focused or our lives are so busy yes. that sometimes we don't create margin just to, like, linger in that conversation. Yes. And so that's something... I don't know if you guys have read that book by John Mark Comer. It's the ruthless elimination yeah. of hurry, mm-hmm. but it's like such a challenge to our way of life. Yep. And it's like Jesus walked slowly through the crowd. Yep. Jesus was allowed mm-hmm. to be interrupted. Yes. And if he was, and that's how he did his best ministry. Mm-hmm. I mean, the greatest miracles came between point A and point B. Yes. And yes. so, you know, I think we have to maybe be willing to, be interrupted. Be interrupted yes. and not be so driven by schedule and accomplishment and task and efficiency. And yep. that's hard. I mean, yeah, it's very hard. It's like we're ingrained to do that from the time we're born. Yes. So. Yeah. Yes. I love how Amir said, and he preached this years ago, but it's always stuck with me. He always said to embrace interruptions, mm-hmm. to embrace the interruptions in your life because mm-hmm. it's a moment where the Holy Spirit is trying to highlight something yes. to you. Mm-hmm. And we are so quickly, what um, Anna just said about efficiency, we're so in the mindset of like, I want to be efficient, I want to do this thing right, that when there's an interruption, we see it as a problem. Yeah. But mm-hmm. possibly it may be a moment where... God's um, at work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's so Totally. Cool. So I love mm-hmm. that. What else? Y'all have any other thoughts or things to add that would be helpful to? I want to I want to share something. Uh, so I am not in ministry world. So yeah. all the women at the table right vocationally. now, yes, yes. vocationally, yes, vocationally, yes. I work um, in education, and I'm in different areas uh, around the state a lot. And so 
um, I have different coworkers and other people that I encounter where it's, you know, not the easiest to stop and have a conversation, um, have, have the gospel conversation. But what I have noticed in my years of kind of working in different um, education areas is um, the way that I live my life and hold myself and respond to different issues as a believer that is totally counter to how the world would respond invites people in. Mm. And so they will say, you know, I think about years ago um, when my car broke down and I started walking to work every day. And I think it was like a mile and a half. And my coworkers would see me walking to work every day and some of them would give me a ride and things like that. And then one day, uh, someone gave me a car. The Lord blessed me with a car. And I remember driving up to work one day, and the coworkers are like, oh, my gosh, Nikita, did you buy a new car? And I was like, actually, no. Like, um, a friend of mine uh, blessed me with a car. And they're like, how do these things happen? And I'm mm. like, oh, it's the goodness of God. Yes. Like, it's the goodness of God in my life. Yes. And then a, a conversation kind of switch to the spiritual yes. like what you said yes and so then what I found out after that moment of just me like giving glory to God for this blessing in my life then there were several other moments when I got to have conversations with this co-worker about Nikita like how do you why are you always so joyful like yes. you're just not stressed about things and I was like oh it's the joy of the Lord in my life yes and so like time after time and moment after moment like it kind of let up led up to me being able to have a conversation and sharing the gospel with this person. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage those who are kind of maybe in the workforce, you're a stay-at-home mom, you are meeting people in the grocery store, um, or even it's your neighbor, um, the Lord will use the way that you live your life as a believer to draw people in, right? Because yeah. it is the Holy Spirit who yes. draws people into um, um, knowing the Lord. And so I just want to encourage you, like, you living your life as a believer um, is creating opportunity for you to have these spiritual conversations and yes. to be able to share the gospel. So. Yeah. My dad always says to build, live your life as if you're building a podium from which to speak from. Mm. And so it Ooh, is, it's I a like partner that. of those things yeah. of just living out. Cause I do say often um, words, words, what is it? Words speak louder. No, Actions what is it? Speak Actions louder. speak louder. Yeah, and it's usually then words, but with words, actions Ooh, speak louder with, with words. words. And mm-hmm. so, you know, even when we're going out and we're doing city serve and dream center outreaches and we're living our life to glorify God, n- not oftentimes will people see that and go, you know, that Angela Cruzy, she's really nice. I am a sinner in need of a savior, savior. Jesus Christ died for me. I need to be reconciled. But when you start having those conversations and they start putting it together of, okay, I've seen where it looked different. Mm-hmm. Now I'm reflecting on my life. And so it's a good partner with that. Yeah. So I love, we do, we do have to live above reproach and yeah. look different yes. and then be able to have those conversations mm-hmm. with yeah. people mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. For sure. That's so great. That's so good. Both and is important. I remember in college, uh, one of our campus ministers sharing a story about, he was trying to demonstrate the need for proclamation, that, that you can't have one without the, you know, yes. like we don't want to preach something and live differently, but yes. also proclamation. proclamation is a requirement. Yes. And 
he was saying, he's like, decided he was going to reach his neighborhood and he was going to serve them all so well that they would just want to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so he started mowing lawns for them without asking and all these other things. And then he felt the Lord convict him that no, he needed to go to this specific house and introduce himself and share who he was and about Christ. And so he did. And the, I don't know if it was the first house or whatever, but one of the houses he went to, the guy was like, I'm so glad that you told us this. We thought you were Mormon. We were getting ready to go to the Mormon church. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. So they need to uh, yeah. know who you represent. Caught them just yeah. in time. Um, yeah. 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 Super, super both. Like live it yes. out. And, and we talk about creating fertile ground. I think the way that Nikita has lived in her workplace has given her what you mentioned, like platform to be able to speak truth into yes. people's lives and then be softened to receive mm-hmm. it. Even, yes. You know, obviously the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. does that, but yeah. he uses us as well. That's it. Um, someone was telling me a story about Mark Pagley. He's our campus pastor in Russellville and he will like decide that, you know, he's a man of routine and he'll go to the specific gas station and he'll go inside and get a Coke every day. And he was like, he decided I will go to this gas station every time I go to a gas station and I will speak to the employee and I will ask them about their day. And I mean, intentionally, <laughs> like, of course, yeah, like almost targeted. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then eventually like talking with them, talking with them, sharing the gospel, hopefully eventually praying with them. And then once that task is accomplished, switch gas stations yes. or mm-hmm. yes. switch, you know, mm-hmm. yep. Isn't that cool? Intentionality. Yes. That's living with intention. And just having that lens on in your life. Like I go to the same dry cleaners. I go to the same grocery store and talk to that guy at the checkout who does the self-checkout. He's real sweet and gives stickers out. And, (laughs) you know, you like you go to the same restaurants, you see the same people, like especially in the town. The towns in Arkansas that a lot of us live in are, you know, small-ish. Yes. And so. Yep. There's some repetition there. As you go along. As you go along. That's it. Good word, ladies. Yeah. Okay, ladies. So final question. What are just some practical steps that you can give our listeners? What are some practical steps? That's good. To share the gospel with people in their lives. That's so good. Go. Yeah. I think, you know, Katie and I were talking about this. As simple as it can be, how do you have conversations where you're sharing the gospel message with people? And you know, one of my favorite questions to ask people, and and this can be segued a lot of different ways in conversation, but saying, you know, I will often say, hey, my husband and I have been in ministry a long time. One of my favorite questions to ask people is, what's the gospel message to you? What would you say, if someone approached you, what would you say the gospel message is? After you've kind of, you know, swung the conversation, you don't walk up and say, hey, you, what's the gospel message? I mean, you swing it very naturally (laughs) in conversation, right? Uh But that's one of my favorite things to ask people Mm -hmm. because it really gives an understanding, a basic understanding of where they're at. A lot of them are going to talk about their goodness, about how, you know, I've done a lot of really great things. And so the Lord's going to look at my heart and all that. So um, if I could, I'm just going to, this is good for us as believers too, if I may, just share my brief response of what the gospel message is. I think Mm -hmm. it's so important for all of us to hear just in a brief way. This is a way that we can present the gospel message. Um, It's just so important that we have this in our tool belt to be able to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. So what I will often say is, um, 
just that God created us to be in relationship with him. And our original design was to commune with him, to be in relationship, but he gave us free will as well so that it wouldn't be a forced situation. Mm -hmm. We have all in our own way taken that free will. We've turned our backs on God. We can look at the law of God and see where we have broken it over and over and over. And in James, it says if we've broken it at one point, we're guilty of breaking the whole law. Mm. So if we were to stand before God on our own merit, on our own goodness, if at even one point, which we all have, if we've broken the law of God, we would stand before him guilty. And we know that the penalty of that guilt would be hell, which mm-hmm. was a place that was never designed for us. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to stand before God on our own merit, that's where we would end up. And so that's the problem, right? The rescue comes in. God, in his goodness, his mercy, he saw that spot where we were, sent his son Jesus to live a perfect life, 33 years, a life we could never live, spotless, blameless. He chose to die in our place, take our sin upon him, the death that we deserved. He took it upon himself. He died three days later. He rose in victory. We know defeating death. And this is what represents a potential. And I really sit on that for people because especially a lot of people in the South, they say, well, Jesus died for me. I'm good. That just represented a potential. And what has got to happen in that moment of us being reconciled to him is we have to come to him before him, recognize our sin and repent. That word is huge. It's crucial. Katie Mm -hmm. and I went through a Bible study talking about the importance of repentance. It's a military term. It means about face. We literally turn from our old way of living and we say, Jesus, you're it. You're everything. I give you total control, every access, right? So that is repentance. That's in the word of God. It talks about the new creation. So in that moment, the word of God says that he will come into our lives. He will forgive us. He will grant us everlasting life and then fill us with his Holy Spirit to empower us on the day to day to walk it out. Mm -hmm. And so that's the full gospel message. I'll often say, does that make sense to you? I'll ask people, guys, these are people who've grown up in the church. Have you ever heard anything like this? I over and over, no, I've never heard anything like that before because they've never heard the gospel message as it pertains to them Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so being willing to have these conversations and then I love to just follow it up and say what would keep you today from making a decision from being made right with Christ so that's a very brief Mm -hmm. synopsis of that's a way that we can just very briefly share the full gospel message that's so good and if I I was that that lady in the meat aisle of Sam's I would say Today. Today's, Today's the day right here in the meat is aisle. The, day. the meat aisle is the, sh- done the done sanctioned it. aisle. <laughs> this is an anointed aisle. Yeah. It's the you meat department. Done done it, Jesus. With the odors about us, we're going to pray right here. I'm not sure where we've gone from where we were a few minutes ago. But <laughs> meat section. I'm just making we, it real. We don't I'm like yes. envisioning myself. Yes. Say it right there in Sam's. <laughs> By the chicken. Right. You know what seems unsaved? This meat, but. Today, you can be made right with the Lord. That's a good segue right there. Perfect. So we do. Spiritual conversations. <laughs> opportunities everywhere. Um, well, to answer Nikita's question, I, I think that was one really good example. There's a lot of tools yes. that have been created, yes. really simple ways that you can learn yep. to share the gospel. Um, I know Nikita and I in college were taught an illustration based on Romans 6.23, called The Bridge. Yes. Um, many people I've seen use three circles, which yep. just talks about God's intent and then the fall and mm-hmm. redemption. And just if people are visual, sometimes that's super helpful. Yes. I, I was able to do this in Honduras when there was a language barrier and yep. be able to like show visual ways to share that. Yeah. But I would just say pick one to start with and it. learn it and just practice. That's Practice it. with some friends, you know, mm-hmm. who you feel safe around yes. with each other. Um, go out. 
in pairs. That's yep. pretty biblical. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be out and sh- share with others. Um, and then also your testimony. Yes. Mm. You know, yep. we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word, the of, our word of our testimony. Yeah. People That's can it. argue theology with you all day long, yep. but they can't argue what God's done in your life. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they can, but not, you know, it's not, not really. Not, not really. You're yeah. like, and no. So, have you right. ever thought through or shared your testimony with someone? Yeah. So I'd encourage you, write it out. Like, just sit mm-hmm. down and write it out. Where was I before I knew Christ? Mm-hmm. What were the circumstances yep. that led to me surrendering, repenting, you know, going yes. from turning my own way to following him? And yes. then what has my life, good, bad, and ugly, looked like since then? That's it. And then practice condensing that into, like, two minutes mm-hmm. so that in any scenario, yep. you would have opportunity to share that. So good. Um, and probably the most significant thing, again, Sunday school answer, <laughs> but I would pray. Yep. Pray for the Lord to give you opportunities. Yeah. Pray for him to give you eyes to see and ears to hear when yes. those opportunities are in front of you. Yes. Pray for courage to That's overcome it. your fear of looking like an idiot. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, courage to walk in obedience. Mm-hmm. So, so good. So good. Amen. I love that. Okay. So okay. thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Angela. Thanks, Nikita, for helping make this mm-hmm. conversation happen. <laughs> and... If you are listening and this was helpful to you, would you share this with someone? This is just powerful conversation that can really help us. And so if it was helpful to you, share it, and then we will uh, provide some resources in the show notes. And, yeah, thanks for listening. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye, girls. Bye.